Welcome to Zaslow Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome, Zaslo Show 2.0. It is a Thursday, the 18th of January. Good to have you aboard, part of the Believe Podcast Network, and presented as always by Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3-800-747-3733. We got a lot to get to here. We're not, we're not in that great of a mood. I mean, I told you guys yesterday when we ended the show, can we can we start the morning? Can we get up on the right side of the bed? And the right side of the bed would have meant after a full night's sleep, after a Panther win, and a Heat win. Instead, you had an embarrassing Heat loss last night, and you had the Panthers lose their third in a row, all three games at home. Last night was in overtime once again. And no, I was not at the Panther game last night. I told you, I'm not going to games against Western Conference teams anymore. Now, uh, oh, well, last night, Detroit used to be West. Detroit's East now. So that doesn't even matter. I'm not going against Western teams. I am going to go to Panther games still, but it has to be against Eastern teams. Last night was an Eastern team. They lost anyway. Maybe I should have went. Maybe I got to be there for Eastern Conference games. Anyway, we're not, we're not in the mood we were hoping to be because both of our favorite little teams, they lost last night. But of course, all the NBA, all the NHL, NFL divisional round is this weekend. Bet Online has you covered with all the up to the second news, odds, scores, with additional odds, lines, trends, and info on both desktop and mobile versions. You can access the world's best wagering information anytime. Head there today, get into the action, see all the updated odds. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus. On your first deposit, bet online where the game starts. So, we are still going to have fun today. Our pal Jamie Eisenberg, CBS Sports fantasy football expert, he'll join us here. Fantasy football is over, but daily fantasy football is still going very strong. You got the divisional games this weekend, and we'll talk general NFL with him. All right, so we'll do some NFL. We'll do a little bit of Dolphins. Where do you go from here? We'll do some of that with our pal Jamie coming up. And 
Let's get, you know what? Let's start out with the Heat. We got a mailbag. Today's a mailbag Thursday. I got a bunch of questions from you guys. We'll get to that coming up. Let's get to the Heat first. So the Heat lose last night, 121-97. It, it was, so for me, my younger son Jordan, he had a soccer match last night. So I'm going to watch both the Heat and Panthers when I get home last night. Got home around quarter to nine-ish, all right? And so I put the, 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 the Panthers on the big TV. And the reason I have the Panthers on the big TV as opposed to the Heat is because the Panthers, I had already watched the first period of the Panther game. So I'm going to have the Panthers on the big TV knowing that that game's going to end before the Heat game ends. And then I could obviously be dialed in to the Heat on the big TV as well. That's my rationale. That's my line of thinking. But of course, I'm watching both of them now, and the Heat are getting smoked right from the get-go. So the Heat actually, they never made it to the big TV. Because if you're watching a game, look, I never want to have the game spoiled for me, of course. But it's one of those deals where, you know, if, if you recorded the game, and you don't want anyone to spoil it for you, which is <coughs> obviously how I feel. It's almost like, all right, if there is someone out there who knows what happened in the Heat game, and what happened was the Heat get killed, you're kind of doing me a solid if you say, listen, Zazlo, I know you don't want the game spoiled for you, but the Heat lost by 100. Don't waste your time. Like, that, that I, I wouldn't be mad, like, I'd be thankful. Thank, thank you for not having me waste my time. Because... I don't want to wa- I don't want to watch a heat blowout period and I definitely don't want to watch a heat blowout on tape delay. I mean that that really is wasting my life. That really is one of those deals where I'll be lying on my deathbed one day. I wish I had more time and then I remember, man, remember when I watched that game that the Heat got smoked by the Raptors? They were down by 40. I wish I had that time back. I mean, another couple hours. I would really love that. But last night, the Panther game ends. And I got the Heat game on the small TV and the Heat are getting smoked. So it's just like, well, like I'm fast forwarding through the second half, man. I'm fast forward. I'm fast forward. And like, I'm watching the score and I'm kind of hoping that, all right, maybe they'll cut it to single digits. Now they got it to 14 with around six minutes left. So I hit the, I hit the play button. And I'm watching from there. Lead quickly grew back. The Heat lose 121-97. And this is two games in a row now. Now, yes, the Heat had one three in a row, but... This and they're officially at the midway point. So let's let's have a, a, a you know let's have a realistic point of view here on what's going on with our favorite little basketball team, which is through the halfway point in the season, the Heat are on pace to win almost fifty games. They're twenty four and seventeen. We know what this Heat team is capable of. And then you go back and you remember last year, and they were chasing five hundred. The entire season. So, last night was a total dud. It was one of those nights where, and this this will happen sometimes, where going into the game, you know, my son will look and say, hey, dad, the Heat are minus 150 tonight. Do you like it? And I'm like, yeah, of course I like it. They're facing Toronto. You know, no Pascal Siakam. They just made the trade. But it's one of those deals where, well, for one, the Heat are getting off the terrible starts. Kyle Lowry fucking sucks. And B... It's one of those situations where the team, and in this case, the Raptors that just traded away their best player or, you know, Scotty Barnes, whatever you want to say, Siakam's better. 
all of a sudden, those guys are all going to play super hard. It's kind of like when the coach gets fired and you want to show everybody, hey, it wasn't your fault. Everyone's kind of playing free last night. Hey, you know, you got guys who don't normally get big minutes. They wind up getting big minutes last night, so they're going to be on their game trying to prove that they deserve more minutes because Siakam's not there anymore. And they hit 1,000 three-pointers. They were actually 20 for 38. But they hit a bunch early on. They hit her down by a ton, and they're never really able to get back in it. But big picture-wise, I like where this Heat team is at, especially because they're 24-17 and 17 at the midway point. They have not been healthy. I mean, Jimmy Butler just returned for two games in a row after missing 11 of the past 12. Tyler Hero missed, uh, what was it, five weeks? And right, right now, you're hoping Jaime Jaquez Jr. gets back quick. Plus, the Siakam trade, I know you got Heat fans who are probably like, when are the Heat going to make a move? Well, I don't know if the Heat are going to make a big move, but I will tell you, this is a good thing. And it's a good thing because teams are out there trying to make moves. Or meaning teams are out there trying to get rid of salary or look toward the future, which is what Toronto just did with the Siakam trade. And so the point being, there are going to be opportunities over the next month until the trade deadline. So you like hearing that. As far as all the Lowry stuff and rumors, I... I think the Heat would love to trade Kyle Lowry. I think the Heat have loved the idea of trading Kyle Lowry for like a year and a half now. I don't think anyone's interested. You gotta, and it's not a team that's interested in Kyle Lowry. It's a team that's interested to get off the money that they're trying to move and then is willing to take on Kyle Lowry along with whatever else the Heat would have to give up. I don't think the Heat are going to be in on DeJounte Murray. Terry Rozier is the latest guy, right? Where... I saw it was Jake Fisher. I think he's Yahoo Sports. He, he seems to know his stuff. And he said, Terry Rozier is interested in playing for the Miami Heat. That, like, number one, I don't see the Heat trying to make a move for Terry Rozier. He's under contract, I believe, for four more years. He's 29 years old, which is not old, but I, I, I don't see ter- the Heat being interested in Terry Rozier. And speaking of Terry Rozier and Charlotte, boy, what a nothing team they are. That is, you want to you wanna talk about a nothing team. Charlotte Hornets come to mind immediately. I don't think the Heat are going to be into Terry Rozier. I think there are going to be opportunities. Now you say, hey, why couldn't the Heat try and trade for Siakam? Well, look, Toronto may have liked Bruce Brown Jr. That's who they got in return. And they got three first-round picks in return. Do the Heat want to trade three first-round picks for Pascal Siakam? I mean, maybe. I don't think so. I, I, I'm not sure they would want to do that because then it's trading three first-round picks and it's signing Siakam to the extension. Are you willing to do both of those things? And I don't know I don't know if the Heat were. So it's real easy to look at and say, why couldn't the Heat do that? Why couldn't the Heat get that guy? The Heat may not have been willing to pay Siakam what he wants, but more so, they may not have been willing to give up three first-round picks. Overall, I don't expect the Heat to make a major move. But it's okay because I think the Heat, the way the Heat look at it is they got Tyler Hero back this year for the playoffs. They got Jaime Jaquez Jr. doing what they never expected him to do. And Duncan Robinson is back to being a guy for this team. So I think the Heat look at their roster and say, yeah, like if something comes across the table that we love, all right. We'll take advantage of it. But I don't think the Heat are out there aggressively pursuing 
trying to land a big piece if it means spending a ton of money and giving up a ton of assets. I don't think that's the case. So, anyway, that's where we're at. Last night sucked. It's not that big a deal because big picture-wise, 24-17. and 17, I, I, I really like the way this Heat team has looked most of the season. And they got to figure out what's been the problem starting games recently. You're not surprised that after a terrible start against Brooklyn that the Heat got back in that game and won it. Brooklyn's terrible. But last night, trailing 41-18 to 18 at some point, there's something wrong with the way the Heat are starting these games. And I know it's obviously really easy to look at Kyle Lowry. I think he plays a part. I mean, he does nothing out there. He doesn't look to score. He doesn't look to shoot. Plays a ton of minutes, and it's not like, all right, he's racking up 10, 11 assists a game. What, he had four last night? He sucks. Get out. Like, I wish they'd get rid of him. You guys know that. You know what? Let me let you in on a little bit of a secret here. Today's my birthday. All right? What a birthday gift that would be if they can get rid of this. Get this Kyle Lowry out of my life. He's not why they lost last night, but I do think that he's part a, a big part of the reason why they are getting off to slow starts. I absolutely believe that. All right. You know what I also believe? If you're thinking about getting a new car, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, I don't have to believe that. I know that's the only car dealership I'm sending you to. The official car dealership of Zaslow Show 2.0, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, whatever kind of ride you're looking for, you're going to find it with the best price available at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, where you're going to be treated like a king. That's right. You walk through the showroom doors, you're greeted by a friendly member of their sales staff, you're going to tell them exactly what you're looking for, and you're going to get set up with the perfect ride at best price. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru is celebrating the new year with incredible offers on all new Subarus in stock, as well as every pre-owned vehicle on their lot. And right now, at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you can make zero down payment, make zero payments for three months, and make zero security deposit. Or, what What if I told you you could lease the 2024 Subaru Crosstrek Premium for just $219 a month for 36 months with $54.95 due at signing with approved credit? North Fort Lauderdale Subaru promises to provide customers with an exceptional experience. Go to nflsubaru.com. That's nflsubaru.com. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, the location you know with an experience you'll love. All right, you know what? It's Thursday. Let's do some mailbag questions. I got a few things here from you guys. I want to make sure you get included on the show. It's a good way to include the listeners of Zazlo Show 2.0. By the way, you can always hit me up at Zazlo Show. And if I, I'm always trying to think. I clearly have not done a good job. I'm always trying to think of ways to get you guys more involved in the show. Because not that when I was on 790 a ticket, not that we took calls very often. Because we really didn't take callers very often. But at least the opportunity was there for me to talk to you guys and hang out with you guys. So I'm always trying to think of ways to get you guys involved. And I, I don't have the capabilities doing the podcast of, 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 of having calls, of having phone calls with you guys. So I'm always trying to come up with ways to get you more involved in the show. And that's why Mailbag, I think, is an opportunity. But if you have an idea, if you think there are cool ways to get more involved in the show, then please, you can always hit me up at Zaslow Show on Instagram, at J. You can send me DMs. DMs are open. You hear that, ladies? DMs are open. But if you have suggestions, you could pop in there as well. All right. Let's get to some mailbag questions. Here's what we got. First question here. This is from my man Mike in West Palm Beach. It says, Zaslow, 
What's your favorite memory of Bill Belichick and the Miami Dolphins? All right. So it's obviously got to be the Dolphins doing something to Belichick. I mean, I, I think what you got to go back to, and it was a long time ago, you got to go back to that Wildcat game, right? The birth, so we're talking 2008, the birth of the Wildcat, uh, and all of a sudden you got Ronnie Brown back there. It was a game in New England. Patriots at this point, 2008, they're already three-time Super Bowl champions at that point. And, and Ronnie Brown, we find out he's a lefty, uh, like, and, and just the, the great Belichick couldn't do anything about it. Didn't know what to do. Like, like it had his head up his culo the entire game. So that's probably my favorite because it wasn't just the Dolphins winning that game and doing it in blowout fashion. It was the Patriots having no idea what to do against the Wildcats. So that's probably my favorite. This question here is from Nick's Hex, huge Panther fan. Good to hear from you. He says, Zazlo, your Saturday night predicament last week got me thinking. Since it's basically your job to watch and be informed about sports, and especially South Florida sports, are you ever able to use the it's my job card if you want to get out of something and watch a game? Now, what Nick's Hex is talking about there is last weekend, and I was very vocal about it, my wife had made dinner plans for us with other couples weeks in advance, and it turned out to be the same time as the Dolphin game. So what do I do in that spot? Well, I decided I was going to be a good husband. And we were going to go, and I was going to watch the entire, well, maybe half the game on my phone. That's neither here nor there. Nick Tech's question is, Do have I ever pulled the it's my job card? Yes, of course I have pulled that card. I pulled that card a thousand times. I mean, I practically invented that card. Now, I'm a little bit older. Like I said, I'm 43 years old today. So do I do that as much I also don't have to do it as much. We don't go out the way that we used to. Do I do it as much? No, because I also know when to pick my battles. But yeah, the whole, it's my job. When I was younger, oh my God, all the time. All right, Jerry son texts or tweets, can the heat cut Lowry? I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't that be beautiful? Wouldn't that be wonderful? But here's the thing. No, they can't cut. Well, yes, they can cut Kyle Lowry. I shouldn't say that. But you don't want to cut Kyle Lowry. That doesn't do the Heat any good. What does the Heat good is if they could find a trade partner for Lowry, if they could wind up uh, using his salary to bring in a big piece. It's like you're, you're cutting a guy who makes $2 million and he's hurting the team. $30 million, that's a major, major trade chip. Now, can they do anything with it? That remains to be seen. But cutting Kyle Lowry would only hurt the Heat. That'd be, that'd be a very bad job. All right, next question here is from... Uh, let's see. Oh, Papa Elo. Good to hear from Papa Elo. What are you doing for your birthday? Happy birthday, Zaz. Uh, we are, we're going out to dinner tonight. We're doing family dinner. My, both my parents, they're not together, but both, both my parents, both sides, they'll be together. And my father-in-law is coming also. So we're, we're doing a, we're doing birthday dinner. We're going to Capriccio's in Pembroke Pines. That's a good Italian spot. I like that place. So that's what we're doing. Good to hear from Papa Elo. Uh, Terry. T- Terry's a great listener. Zaslow Show 2.0 fam. Terry asks, what do the Dolphins need to do to get deep into the playoffs? Uh, they need home games. It's always been like that. My, like, I don't want to simplify it, but it, it's always been like that. They need home games. And that's why this, this, the end to this season was so devastating because it was right there in front of us. If they win their final two games, they 
are home throughout the entire postseason. And while the Dolphins were super banged up going into the playoffs, a second round home, like this weekend, if they were hosting Kansas City this weekend, after having a couple weeks off, a couple weeks rest, you would feel good about the Dolphins hosting the Chiefs this weekend. And then, let's, let's say it'd be Baltimore in the final game. Well, you would have just come off of beating the Ravens in Baltimore, and then you're hosting them. You'd feel good about beating them to get to the Super Bowl. You have to get home games. And it was right there in front of us. Next question is from Josh. Uh, oh, it's my guy, Josh. How do you celebrate birthdays in the Zaslow Mansion? Also, is Jaime Hawkes Jr. the Heat's MVP? Well, as far as celebrating birthdays in the Zaslow Mansion, I don't want to give too many details away, but <laughs> let's just say we're not going to be very far from right here in the Zaslow Mansion studios. A few feet away is where the magic happens, right over there in the Zaslow Mansion master bedroom. So you put two and two together, and tonight's going to be a big celebration. Maybe not so big, but a big celebration. In the Zaslow Mansion. All right, this question here is from Giovanni. He's a great fan. He loves sheets and giggles also. His wife told me so. All right, this question is from Giovanni, and he says here, Zaslow, it is torture being a Miami, a South Florida sports fan. Why is Kyle Lowry on this team? He went 0 for 6 from 3, a total embarrassment. Who the hell did the Raptors have on the roster for us to lose by 30 points? They traded Siakam for cents on the dollar and a bag of chips. Uh, the pick's okay. He'd have some two to trade. Why couldn't the Heat make any moves? Uh, and he continues on here. Bradley Beal was available, and even a broken Bradley Beal can get more buckets than this bum Kyle Lowry. You always find a way to make sense and give a glimmer of hope. Uh, thanks, Giovanni. I appreciate it. The first thing I would say is I, I, I don't I don't think we're suffering South Florida sports fans. Last year was probably my all-time favorite year as a sports fan because of the Panthers, the Heat, University of Miami men's basketball. Like Last year was even the Marlins made the playoffs, right? Last year was, was pretty awesome, okay? But uh, even though nobody won anything, last year was pretty awesome. But anyway... As far as the Bradley Beal thing, the Heat didn't make the trade for Bradley Beal because A, maybe they didn't want to pay what he's owed and he's an injury-prone player, but B, what I really think was because they wanted Lillard. They thought that Lillard was going to become available, and guess what? They were right. What they didn't know is that Joe Cronin is a cockroach and wouldn't take their phone call. So forget about the Bradley Beal part. But the Lowry, I mean, you know, are the Heat willing to trade three first-round picks for Siakam? Like I said earlier, maybe not. Uh, I, I, I think it's hard to get a team to take Lowry. I know it's an expiring contract, but Lowry and those picks, three picks, I, I don't think the Raptors were interested in that, even though it is Kyle Lowry. But I, you, you got to understand that that's a, that's a tricky situation. They love Kyle Lowry there. Yes, of course. But, you know, bringing Lowry back in this spot, is, is, is that the way they want to do it? You know, he'll retire there, uh, you know, sign the one-day contract, but, you know, Lowry probably would want to buy out if he gets traded to a team that's, that's rebuilding. So to trade back for Kyle Lowry and then you got the buyout situation, that could be a little bit messy, you know. So I, I just don't think that it clearly was not a good fit for Miami to get involved with the Siakam stuff. But also, like I said, Giovanni, I think the Heat are in a great spot. They're on pace to win almost 50 games this year and they haven't even been healthy. They're getting contributions from guys they had no idea they were going to, like Haquez and Highsmith and Robinson. I don't think there's a big trade out there for the Heat to make, but I wouldn't completely rule it out. All right, next question here is from Jesse. When did, this is an interesting question. When did the youth go from 
Chef Boyardee and SpaghettiOs to Hot Pockets and Totino's Pizza Rolls as an after-school snack. Uh, I would tell you, I I think it's probably when parents realized Chef Boyardee and SpaghettiOs are so gross. Like, that orange sauce was disgusting. If, if, If you were to have Chef Boyardee today or SpaghettiOs, like, it was fun as a kid. You loved SpaghettiOs. But the sauce was so gross. And Hot Pockets and, and especially Totino's Pizza Rolls, that's, that's good shit right there. All right, next question here is from, uh, from Sookie Sylvia. Uh, she's a big fan. Love hearing from you. And she says here, not a question. Just wanted to say I'm so happy for all your success. I was bummed when you lost the Heat gig. But instead of the summer of Jonathan, it's the year of Jonathan. Actually, here's a question. How do your wife and boys like having you home more? That's a really nice question. Thank you. They, yeah, that was, that was the big positive about, you know, when I was doing the heat, and I did that for 13 years, that was tied to my contract with 790 a ticket. I mean, matter of fact, I, I had to call the heat after I was let go. I had to call the heat and tell them that I was just let go. They, they had, they didn't have any say in it. They didn't know about it, you know, and excuse me. So the, the, the big positive that came from it was my wife hated when I was doing heat games. She hated being home alone, home alone at night. And, and so when I started doing road heat games from home, because we had the capabilities, that was a, that eased a lot of stress for her that I was only out for half the games now going to home games. But now, you know, having me home all the time at night because, you know, I don't do the heat games. And because when I'm doing ESPN, which I do in the evenings a lot, by the way, I'm on ESPN Radio. I'm on game night again tomorrow night, hosting with Q Myers from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. tomorrow night. Did that on month, this past Monday night. So you'll get to hear me again coming up tomorrow night. I'm hosting game night on ESPN Radio. But in a case like that, I'm home. So, yeah, they, they love it. Uh, all three of them love that I'm home more often, that I'm home at night. That works out great for everybody, and, and I really do love that. That's that's a good question. Thank you so much. And that right there, it, that's a successful edition right there of Zaslow Show 2.0 Mailbag. So let me tell you guys, if you're thinking about getting a new home, maybe you're thinking about investing, buying a new property, you don't know where to go, you want to make sure that it's not a stressful period, if you're looking for your dream home, that should be an exciting process. You need to make sure you get a great real estate broker. And that's why I have Matthew H. Mashler, Signature Real Estate Finder, your trusted real estate broker, as one of our sponsors on It's Still Real to Me. That's my wrestling podcast. And, of course, on Zaslow Show 2.0. If you're looking for your dream home in any part of beautiful South Florida, Matthew H. Mashler, Signature Real Estate Finder, realestatefinder.com. Matthew's got over a decade of experience specializing in luxury homes. He's a certified luxury home marketing specialist, so you know whatever you're looking for, he's your man who's going to be able to help you find it. But hey, Maybe you're just looking to sell one of your current properties. Matthew H. Mashler. Call him today. 561-208-3334. He is your trusted real estate broker. He'll put your property on the market, get you the best value for it, and have it done as lickety split. That's right. You'll sell the property almost immediately. Maybe, maybe you're already in the business. 
and you want to take your real estate career to the next level, you could join the Signature team. The Signature real estate companies are South Florida's industry leaders, ranked number one in Boca Raton, one of the tops in the entire state of Florida. You can join Matthew H. Mashler's team, 561-208-3334, and with offices all throughout the state of Florida, Boca, Delray, Coral Springs, Fort Lauderdale, Miami, Palm Beach, Orlando. The Signature team is exactly where you want to be. So if you're looking to buy your dream home, Matthew H. Mashler, 561-208-3334. You're looking to sell a current property, realestatefinder.com, or you just want to join the best in the business. Matthew H. Mashler, 561-208-3334, realestatefinder.com. Matthew H. Mashler, your pathway to exceptional real estate experiences. All guests on Zaslow Show 2.0 brought to us by the official beer of the program, Johnny Cuba. European roots with that Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba for yourself. You sit back and you relax tonight. You get ready for your weekend. Go to Sedano's or Presidente or Winn-Dixie. fresco Moss. Make sure you always drink responsibly. And, of course, don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra. Stay tranquilo. Our pal is CBS Sports fantasy football expert, Jamie Eisenberg. He joins us every Thursday during football season. And, well, you know, your regular fantasy football league is over at this point. We got daily fantasy sports. We'll get to all of that. Jamie, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, the Dolphins, let's let's start with general football stuff. The Dolphins last weekend, were, were you surprised with the end result? I was surprised with the score. I was surprised with how, you know, poorly the Dolphins offense showed up and some of the, you know, the way the game unfolded, you know, for example, you know, giving Raheem Mostert coming off a two game absence with a knee ankle injury, whatever he was actually dealing with and not using Devon H. more who, you know, is the type of guy that can win a game for you with his explosiveness. Uh, but in any event, no, I thought the Chiefs would win. You know, it's a tough environment, you know, going into that weather Tua struggles in that weather, the way the Chiefs were a little bit more healthy or healthier. Um, than the Dolphins, you know, with the offensive injuries of Mostert and, and Waddle in the offensive line, and then certainly all the guys on defense, it was going to be a tough ask for them to go in there and win. But I thought they'd be a little bit more competitive. But, um, you know, you asked me this question, and it was something that stuck with me all week. Uh, if they win, is it, is, it, is it a success? And if they lose, it is a failure. And, you know, it feels like a failure. You know, it really does. You know, just after the, the way the whole season unfolded, um, you know, the fact that they took some steps in the right direction, but then just could not get to the point where they want to get, which was, you know, to make a little bit of a playoff run, if not a significant one. And so you have to wonder the direction of the franchise now, because they went all in on this five-year plan and now we're going into year six and, and, and are they going to be able to accomplish their goals? And that's something I think that a lot of Dolphins fans are probably looking at themselves and saying, I don't know if that's going to be the case. What do you make of the criticism directed at Mike McDaniel? I mean, look, it's somewhat fair, you know, when you have, uh, you know, you're the head coach, you're going to, you know, be the first, you know, line of defense in terms of having to stick up for your team. But uh, he's been so good. And, and I think, you know, first off, the, the idea of him turning over play calling duties would be ridiculous. He's a great play caller, you know, so let him continue to do that. I don't think that should change. Um, but they need to be, I think, a little bit more of uh, a diverse offense. I think they need to do a little bit more. Uh, things with Tua on the move, you know, to get him in some comfortable situations where he's not just in the pocket throwing on time and throwing on rhythm. You know, what happens when it's a muddy pocket or things break down, you know, and and, and make that a little bit more of an offensive situation. But um, I'm curious to see what's going to be the the backfield situation, obviously, from a fantasy standpoint as well. Is it going to be Mostert coming back to join A-Chan? You know, he's going to be 32 in terms of Mostert. Uh, so what happens there? Um, Tyreek Hill's going to, into his 30s now, so you got to worry about that, you know, especially at his contract. 
uh, getting Jalen Waddle, I think, back on track because he took a, a little bit of a step back, in my opinion, from what he did in his sophomore campaign. So I think he's got a lot more to offer and certainly can. And maybe bring in a little bit more of a pass-catching tight end to have a third option on the field and somebody that can do some things a little differently. So, uh, But really, if they get the right pieces in place defensively, I think the offense is, is certainly in the top tier. Uh, Tua can certainly be a franchise type of quarterback. I don't think that's changed um, dramatically. He's got to win some big games, and that's the next thing for him. But uh, as a player, he's certainly fantastic, and he fits the system very Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What do you think they should and what do you think they will do about Tua's contract this offseason? I think they may tag him, you know, just to, you know, sort of say, okay, do it, do, do what you did again in terms of staying healthy and, and being productive. Uh, if not, you know, try and convince him to do a, a team-friendly deal, a Geno Smith type of deal or a Jordan Love type of deal. I think those make sense from their standpoint. You know, to give him a mega deal at this point I don't think is the right move because, again, one season removed from the concussions. I know he was great at staying healthy, but do it again. Uh, but also win a playoff game. You know, that's got to be something that if you're going to be that type of quarterback, you know, I know some teams have certainly given out those deals to guys that haven't won playoff games, but it's probably been a mistake. And so, you know, go out, be the be a, a legitimate playoff contender, not a pretender. And win the division and, you know, win those Tennessee type of games when they're supposed to win those games and not have the uh, you know season slip away from you from a, a subpar opponent. I thought Rex Ryan and Alex Smith on NFL Countdown on Monday made uh, a really interesting observation about Tua and both kind of believe in that there's still a, a mental aspect, not even necessarily from the concussions, but maybe from the hip injury when it comes to Tua leaving the pocket and especially using his legs and running for a first down. And I saw he ran for six first downs this season. I mean, a quarterback should probably run for a first down once a game. Yep. I mean, you know, so he 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 ran for uh, uh, three times less what a quarterback should run for in first down yards for an entire season. Like somehow or some way, he needs to be able to make some plays out of the pocket. And he's an athletic guy. You know, it's not like he's, you know, uh, at, at, especially this stage of his career, he's not like a Ben Roethlisberger or or even a Tom Brady. You know, he's not older. Um, and, and look, uh, does he have to be Lamar Jackson? No. Does he have to be, you know, Jalen Hurts? No. Um, and you would think, you know, I don't know how those six first downs break down, but, you know, there's got to be probably one or two where it's just, you know, fourth and one and he's pushing the pile. Um, if that was even the case, you know, not that I watched every Dolphins play intently, but uh, in any event, yes, you would think once a game, you know, and and certainly that would, you know, just change the dynamic of how this offense runs, you know, run some more RPOs, you know, get them on the move a little bit, you know, especially, you know, being a left-handed quarterback, at least once a, a game, you could probably throw somebody off with how that, you know, slide to the left, as opposed to, you know, ne necessarily most quarterbacks going to the right. But in any event, um, yes, I think he's got an opportunity to, to add that to his game. And hopefully that's something that will, uh, be, will be the case. You surprised that the Cowboys are retaining Mike McCarthy? And do you think that uh, – did, did it play a role at all that maybe Jerry Jones got the sense that a guy like Belichick is not, in fact, interested? I would only move on from McCarthy if it was a Belichick or if you were, you know, so – intent on a Ben Johnson, a Raheem Morris, you know, one of these, you know, young coordinators that have the chance to be, you know, hopefully the next type of guy. But look, I mean, McCarthy's won 12 games. He's been to the playoffs. 
uh, win the division. Yeah, the playoff struggles have been awful, and, and that's well documented. But I think if you look at it from the Cowboys' perspective, you take a step back and you say, okay, San Francisco's window is not that big. I know they have the young quarterback at a discounted price, clearly with Brock Purdy, but you got George Kittle entering his 30s. Christian McCaffrey is going to be 28. You know, those are old years for those positions. Trent Williams is getting near the end of his career as well, the, the premier left tackle. And so maybe you, you feel like, okay, we can get over that hump. The Eagles clearly feel like they're taking a step back. The Giants and the and the Commanders aren't there yet. So from a division and conference standpoint, you say, okay, the Lions, the Packers, you know, those are teams we have to, you know, you know, think about contending with. But um I do feel like they 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 can still be a legitimate contender. You know, they they have the pieces on defense, you know, led by Micah Parsons. I think Dak is still in his prime. Uh, C.D. Lamb is looking like one of, if not the best receiver in football right now. Uh, they have to improve their run game. That's a big thing for this offseason. But for the most part, you know, everyone, at least that was reportedly, you know, publicly speaking, supportive of Mike McCarthy in the locker room. The the regular season success has been there. Now, again, it's similar to Dolphins. you got to prove it in the playoffs. So let them come back for one more year and see how it goes. Do you think there's a good fit for Belichick out there? I was curious. I was in, I was surprised. I'm sorry to hear him say that he wanted to go to a team that's underachieved. And the two scenarios that were brought up were the Chargers and the Falcons. And he's now had a second interview with Atlanta, um, not having a quarterback in place, you know. And so the Chargers make some sense because they have a star, you know. And and Justin Herbert, I think, is still a star. Has a chance to be, you know, one of the best in the league. And so with a defense that I think could, you know, use some tweaking and, you know, just, you know, fine tuning the offense. To me, that would make the most sense of the teams that are available out there. Uh, but Atlanta's got so many nice pieces, you know, defense that I, I think is 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 decent, you know, could use some tweaking. Clearly some of the best skill position players. So if they get the right quarterback in place, it's a winnable division. And if you follow the 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 path that his quarterback followed, you go to a weak division. It's not hard to get to the playoffs that route. You know, they could be the best team in the NFC South. I don't think Tampa Bay is that much of a juggernaut by any stretch. Uh, they they get to the playoffs and then their path to the Super Bowl is a little bit easier. Maybe if you get home field as well. So it doesn't surprise me if he were to end up in Atlanta, but the, not having a quarterback would be a little troubling. It's a great point that I didn't even consider about him possibly targeting that NFC South because Tampa, Carolina, New Orleans, you're not afraid of any of those teams. Yep. I didn't even that's a great that's a great point there, Jamie. All right, let's talk about these games. Daily fantasy football. Houston, Baltimore, Saturday, 430. What do we like? Don't like the weather. So I don't think that's going to favor the Texans, but it's hard to get away from Nico Collins. He's been an absolute star, especially since Tank Dell's injury. Uh it's a beatable secondary. You know, we'll see the health of Kyle Hamilton. I think he's going to play, but uh, something to keep an eye on there, the, the back end of the Ravens defense. But Nico Collins is my favorite play for, for Houston. I don't love C.J. Stroud because outdoors and this defense, I think, is going to be a little bit tough for him. He was uh, magical, you know, in, in the win against Cleveland, but that was in his building. So I think he struggles a little bit. He is cheap, so it's hard to avoid him if you do want to stay cheap at that position. Uh, Singletary, to me, is not necessarily a must-play guy, but if he scores, you'll be okay with it. On Baltimore side of things, clearly Lamar Jackson's got a chance to be special anytime he steps on the field. Go out, prove you the MVP, prove you can win a playoff game. This is a game I think they should be able to win. The backfield's a little troubling right now because, you know, Gus Edwards is the most likely to score a touchdown, but Dalvin Cook is now on the roster and, for the most part, fresh legs because the Jets didn't really use him much. So will he sort of make an impact right away? Uh, again, a situation you might want to avoid, but those guys are cheap. Uh, Love Zay Flowers. The tight end situation is very crazy right now because Mark Andrews is trying to play, but will he be Mark Andrews? If he doesn't play, I love Isaiah Likely because he's been a superstar since Mark Andrews has gone down. There's some pressure on Lamar Jackson here. You know, he's totally. probably going to win his second MVP, but, you know, he'd already won an MVP before they gave him this contract this year. They gave him this contract 
to win playoff games, to win a Super Bowl. Yep. And he's only won one playoff game so far. If he could win the MVP, but if they lose this game, and, and I think Houston's a live dog, but if Baltimore loses this game, there, there's going to be a, a like a big negative reaction to Lamar Jackson. Oh, it's the Dirk Nowitzki MVP, you know, all over again. You know that type of the situation at the time in the NBA. Um, yeah, he's got to he's got to win this game, and and look, he's really got to get to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. you know, if not win it at this point. And especially the fact that they're the home, you know, number one seed in the AFC, so everybody's got to go through them, whether it's you know, Houston this week or the winner of Buffalo, Kansas City next week, um, you know, getting there, I think is okay. You, you did your job winning. It certainly, you know, puts him in, in some rarefied air, you know, two MVPs and a Super Bowl win. Uh, but yes, he has to win this game and, and, and certainly win the AFC championship game. If in fact they get there Saturday night, eight 15 green Bay and San Francisco, it's a rested 49er team. What do we like? I think Green Bay will move the ball on them. You know, San Francisco's defense, you know, banged up a little bit over the last, you know, few weeks of the end of the regular season. Eric Armstead, I got to check on his injury status, but you could run on the 49ers if Armstead's not there. Uh, Aaron Jones has been fantastic. Four straight games of 100 yards rushing. You know, this is my favorite team to play DFS-wise because I think a lot of people look at it and say it's the 49ers. They were indoors against, you know, a, a suspect Dallas defense for the most part. Um, can they have success in that building? And I think they will, whether it's garbage time or, you know, being a competitive game. Jordan Love is playing fantastic right now. Uh, the problem is, is if you're going to stack the Packers, who do you stack Love with? Because last week was Romeo Dobbs. For the most part, prior to that, it's been Jaden Reed. Christian Watson's now healthy. So one lineup that I've already built is Jordan Love at quarterback, Aaron Jones at running back, and then Luke Musgrave at tight end. I think we'll still see them split targets between Musgrave and Tucker Craft but Musgrave healthy is the better of the two. And then you come back on the other side, you can afford McCaffrey in this lineup. This is on FanDuel. So I, I want to play McCaffrey if I, if I can, because I think he's going to be a monster against that defense. And then George Kittle as well. I think he will also have some success, but all the 49ers are at play. Brock Purdy, uh, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. I think it's going to be a fun game. Uh, there could be some rain there, just keeping an eye on the weather, but really for the most part, uh, like the setup for a lot of players in this matchup. Sunday at 3 p.m., Tampa and Detroit. Jamie, I think this could be a bloodbath this game. That the Lions win easy? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I don't see it that way. But uh, the the problem is, is that Todd Bowles blitzes a lot. Jared Goff has struggled against the blitz. Um, they're not going to have the same success running on Tampa because when Vita Vea is healthy, it's tough to run on that defense. And I do think that the Detroit secondary is a problem. You know, and we saw it a little bit last week with Matthew Stafford. And Baker Mayfield right now is playing well. And so I think it's going to be a fun game. To me, this is the 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 one playoff game that can go back and forth. And <laughs> you want to have, if you're playing a cash game for DFS this week, players in this lineup it's going to be very popular so it's a it's a good game to maybe try and go a different route uh but in any event i do think that both offenses show up and we'll see whichever defense makes a stop i do think detroit wins but i do think that tampa will move the ball don't love the running backs hard to get away from jameer gibbs but he's expect expensive uh montgomery you kind of know what he is if he scores he's fine if he doesn't you'll be in trouble uh rashad white i don't think scores because the detroit defense is great but he should be involved in the passing game and this is one of my favorite uh, two of my favorite uh cheap options if you're looking for some dfs plays trey palmer for the bucks um, he's done a nice job as their third receiver. And Mike Evans and Chris Godwin obviously are fantastic. Uh, but Jamison Williams on the other side, he had a big play against Tampa. Uh, I believe it was the week four matchup or week three matchup uh, when they played earlier this season. Um, I think he'll have an opportunity to make some sh- take some shots down the field. And that's where, uh, you know, you, you win tournaments that way with players like that. Finally, uh, probably the game that everyone's looking forward to the most. Sunday, 630, Kansas City, Buffalo. What do you like there? And which one of these teams do you trust more? 
you know, if Buffalo's defense was healthy, I, I think this could potentially be a bloodbath, but their defense is so banged up right now that Kansas City should be able to hang with them and, and potentially win the game. But I do like Buffalo. I think Josh Allen's playing at a ridiculous level right now. Had they not had those midseason struggles, I think he was the MVP, you know, just based on how he finished the season, getting Buffalo into the playoffs and getting the two seed. Um, but their defense is really banged up right now. So that's going to play a factor. But being at home, this is their moment. You know, they've had to go into Arrowhead, and we know some of the heartbreaking losses, the 13 seconds and, and Mahomes and just ruining everything that the Bills have built over the last couple of years. So now you have them in their building, a subpar year for Mahomes, certainly a subpar year for Kelsey. Uh, I love Rashi Rice. You know, I think he has a big game. He's just been a star as a rookie wide receiver. Uh, certainly Dolphin fans saw that with eight catches and, you know, over 100 yards and most of that in the first half. Um, Pacheco's in play here for sure. And then Allen is, is, is clearly one of the best plays that you'll find. Uh, love Dalton Kincaid as long as Gabe Davis is out. Anytime somebody's been missing for Buffalo, uh, he's been uh, a monster. You know, it was Dawson Knox early in the season. Last week it was Gabe Davis. And then a good another cheap option that will be popular, but Khalil Shakir. He's coming off scoring a touchdown last week. And again, if Davis is out, he'll have an opportunity to play well once again. Excellent job, Jamie. Tell everybody how they can catch you uh, all throughout the weekend leading up to these games. Yep, you can check us out on our podcast, uh, Fantasy Football Today. You can see us on our YouTube page as well. And uh, just check us out, cbsports.com, and follow us on uh, follow me on Twitter at, at Jamie Eisenberg. Thanks, Jamie. We'll uh, we'll talk to you next week before the championship Thank you round. Happy birthday, buddy. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. You know who likely is just as upset as I am at the Panther and Heat losses last night? My man, Colin, the founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles. Huge South Florida sports fan. So when you purchase your bed sheets at Sheets and Giggles, not only do you know that you're getting it from a, 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 a health, a, an environmentally healthy process that's coming from the wood of eucalyptus trees, but you're also contributing to someone who's a major South Florida sports fan. I mean, what more can you ask for? You're getting the best sleep of your life when you go to SheetsGiggles.com. You get the bed sheets. You get the comforter. I got a, a, a eucalyptus pillow. You could buy a eucalyptus mattress. Whatever you need to make sure you're getting the best sleep of your life with the softest, coolest, most breathable sheets around. Sheetsgiggles.com. You're going to become one of over 100,000 Americans who are sleeping on sheets and giggles and never turning back. Well, that's a great gift for your spouse, your friends, your family, whoever. Sheetsgiggles.com. Surprise them with what's going to be the best sleep of their life. And... If you're new to SheetsGiggles.com, if you've been on SheetsGiggles.com, you're, you're going to be a recurring customer, obviously. But if you're new to SheetsGiggles.com, use promo code Zazlow. SheetsGiggles.com, promo code Zazlow. You're getting 20% off your first order at checkout. That's right. SheetsGiggles.com, promo code Zazlow, 20% off at checkout. And again, if you're looking for the best sleep of your life, one of our great sponsors, SheetsGiggles.com. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. Here's what we got. First up, all right, so last night, college basketball, I don't even know what game it was, but on the call on ESPN, my man Boog Shambi, best play-by-play man in, my, in the business. That's my dog right there. He's doing the game with Jay Williams, former great Duke point guard. And here, in talking about the transfer portal, Jay Williams drops a bomb on everybody. All right, so as we're going to break, I asked if the transfer portal was open. Where would you have gone? Setting me up. So back then, I would have gone to Georgetown. Okay. I I would have played for John Thompson. If you're asking me today. Yes. 
I know. It, this is this is a tough one because I, I don't know if I'll be allowed to go back home. Are you about to say North Carolina? I just like the way they play. Wow. It's a it's a fast-paced style of play. Yes. I like it. Oh they allow R.J. Davis to go. Holy cow. What? What? You did this to me. This is, this is your fault. This is straight-up awful announcing. John Chomby got Jay Williams excommunicated from the Duke family on Tuesday night. You know, I just got back in the brotherhood. I just got Gosh. back, and, and now I have a feeling I'm going to be out. Look, that's a big deal. I don't know what Jay Williams is doing there. Even if he act, even if he actually feels that way, you can't say that. I mean, and, and Jay Williams, you can't claim that Boog trapped you into that. You said the one school. Pick another school. You said the one school you can't. That's a bad job out of you, Jay Williams. That's a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So this is a tough spot. Here, here are the Philadelphia media. They're in the Eagles locker room yesterday, all the exit interviews and that kind of stuff. And uh, here's the Eagles media around Fletcher Cox. And like I said, tough spot. They're asking him about the about the head coach, Nick Sirianni. Have you, you know, gotten any wind on what's going to happen to Nick? And, and are you, you have confidence in, if you, if you do come back, that uh, confidence in him if he's also the head coach? Like, any news about, what about Nick? Nick, I mean, there's obviously some speculation about whether he may be fired or not. Um, huh? Yeah. Come on, man. Not many head football coach of this team, man. Come on, man. We ain't, we ain't, they ain't even no discussion about okay, that. Yeah, okay, you don't think it's going to happen? I don't, I don't got nothing to say about that, man. You're a clown, bro. Get out of my face, bro. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit of an aggressive response. I mean, get the fuck out of my face. You're a clown. It's a little... Uh, like, the reporter didn't do anything wrong. It's a major story, Sirianni. Fletcher Cox is one of the biggest names on the team. And, it, you know, you're getting opinions from the players. Hell, it, it gives the player, and in this case, Fletcher Cox, an opportunity to stick up for his coach. It's a tough spot. I think Fletcher Cox needs to understand the way things work. So uh, I- I'm going big deal. You got to be better. And obviously he's angry. You got to be better than that if you're Fletcher Cox. Big deal or not a big deal. Uh, so how about this? I got one more for you. AEW Dynamite last night. Now, the Briscoe Brothers, a uh, very famous tag team. They were a very famous tag team. A year ago yesterday, Jay Briscoe died in a severe car accident. His kids were in the car with him as well. The two girls, they survived. But Jay Briscoe passed away. Mark Briscoe came out to, to say a little something about him and honor his brother. And I, I really dug this. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that Mark came out and spoke about it. And, and it was emotional because you could hear in his voice, he comes out in character, and then you could quickly hear the shift, and, and you could hear him getting emotional. But I really dug this segment last night. Give it a listen. I come to you tonight representing... The baddest tag team in the history of this planet, them boys, the Briscoe Brothers. Now, tragically, one year ago tonight, my partner, my brother, he passed on, man car accident, moved on to the next level of existence, you know, to say generations come, generations go, man, my nieces were in the truck with him, and tragically, they told my oldest niece, they were injured severely, told my oldest niece, 
you know, you'll never walk again. However, damn it. God is on the throne. We get boys, damn it. We won't stop because we can't stop. We ain't going nowhere. Hey, we thank every one of y'all from the bottom of our hearts, and we love y'all, man. God bless y'all. Yeah, I'm going big deal. Like I said, you could hear his emotion, and like I, I, it was making me sad when he was saying how the daughter, I know the daughter's lived, and and that she was never gonna walk again. Like, oh man, I didn't know that part. But then she, the three kids come out, the two girls and, and an older brother, and they come out, you know, his his nieces and nephew, and they all hug on stage, and it's like, oh thank God, so she's all right. And I, I really dug that segment. That made me feel good. And, and, and God bless that family. That's that's a terrible loss in the wrestling world a year ago. That's a big deal. And that right there is another edition of Big Deal or Not a Big Deal. All right. There you go. So, we don't have Heat tonight. We don't have Panthers tonight. But as far as NBA goes, we know it's always a light schedule on Thursday nights in the NBA. We got five games. Wizards, Knicks, don't care. TNT has Bulls, Raptors. You got Thunder Jazz. That's a decent game. Jazz been playing very well. Second half, the TNT doubleheader. Grizzlies, Timberwolves, not good. And then Pacers, Kings. And yeah, that's that, that is not a great slate tonight. Otherwise, Thursday, we don't have WWE. We have no AEW. What better way than to just reconnect with your family tonight? That's what we're doing. Today's show brought to you in part by Bet Online. Thanks everybody for hanging out with us. I appreciate you. Thanks to uh, my my entire crew behind the scenes who obviously helps put together a great show every single day. I can't do it without all your hard work. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. Know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to... Go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing.